I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Previously on Transfantastic, <laughs> <laughs> you went to a meeting for the boy, and I actually got to go, and so did his other mom. We got it to be scheduled when we could all be there for our number two child. Right. And we were all worried that they were in such a hurry because they needed to accomplish something big that would be a big change for our kid. We were wondering, or I was wondering, why are they in such a hurry to do this before spring break? What, what's the big agenda here? The big agenda was they were already doing some interventions and they needed to have them on the IEP right away because they only had so much time to do them without having them on the IEP already. Yes, you, you generally, certain sets of helps for a child need to be listed on their plan or else if they get audited and they're doing things that are not on the plan or they're not doing things that are on the plan, then they can get in trouble. Yes, and they wanted to hurry up and get him on the plan because... They because our boy is on a plan. They needed him to be staying on the plan. They couldn't take <laughs> him off of it. Yes, and yeah. this is just a behavior plan. I see these in schools all the time, and they generally work pretty well. Not for every child, but for a lot of kids, they work pretty well to help the kid manage their own behavior by giving them short increments of time and then giving them some sort of indicator of whether or not they met their behavior goals during that short increment of time, whether it's, you know, an hour by hour by hour or class by class by class. And for our kid, it's does he get a smiley face or does he get a frowny face in that hour? So a behavior plan is a plan you make when the behavior is not happening correctly. And you plan to help it correct itself. Yes, or encourage it to somehow do so. Become corrected. Yeah, you're hopeful. And <laughs> at, it at school, <laughs> it seems to have corrected. And part of that, I think, was the fact that he did get new meds. He was misbehaving extra because we were trying some ADHD meds. The doctor wanted to try them. Now they would stabilize on his mood stabilizers. And what happened is he became unstable. It was evident as he even told his favorite teacher what to do and where to go. Yes. Mm. All sorts of F-bombs that day. Yeah. He was able to talk to us about that it was not helping him control his anger. Yes. It was helping him. Um, focus, but then he gets focused on the anger. I don't know if he even felt focused. He was so busy being angry. Those type of meds don't help work for him. So we have determined there is no, there is no ADHD style med to help him focus at this point. Correct. Um, the best we can do is keep his mood stabilized. So we, we went to this meeting and they signed off on it and everything seemed to be going well for the remainder of that week. And then that Friday, you ran away. I did. I went to my sister's yes. with the boy. You took the boy to your sister's, and I went to nowhere. I did math. You went to math land. I went to math land. Yes. Yes, and I you did. You needed to do a lot of math, so it was convenient for us to depart and have some time for him to see his cousins, because it's not my sister's house. It's not his uncle's house. It's his cousin's house. Yes, that is what he says. According if, to him. How, how was he on the way down there, and what kind of things did you have to plan in order to make it a successful trip? We were 
planning to change the meds. We had just seen the doctor and he gave us a spring break med plan change where we are taking the boy off of some of the shorter term mood stabilizers and transferring him over to more of the long term mood stabilizers. But by, that had to be a gradual process, yeah. By long term, we mean most of the day versus a few hours. Right. The other ones were becoming shorter and going up and down in his mood was not helping him either. And the good thing is that this time it was a plan during the spring break, which I could just watch him rather than him doing something at school. Right. Right. (laughs) And on the way down there, you said you had a pretty good trip the entire way down, just driving and... We did. He did the typical kid thing that has a bit of ADHD where you keep asking how long until we're there. And I said, tomorrow, tomorrow we will be there. Yes. And and then he, he'd ask maybe later and then he'd, oh yeah, oh yeah. So just that kind of stuff. And he was already tired because it was the end of the week and we left on a Friday night so that I could drive that night and sleep at some point and drive the next day. So we had a pretty good trip down. We stopped and slept and a little later than I had imagined. Right. Which, you know, is mostly because I'm not so great at the dark driving anymore. Correct. Mostly when the lights are coming at you and you're in the middle of nowhere on a two-lane road. It's just really hard to see. Yes, especially with progressive glasses and with a small man asking things in the back while you're trying to pay attention to the road. No, I I gave him devices to play with and he left me alone. Mm -hmm. Unless we stopped. And then he'd ask me, how long? (laughs) Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) not tomorrow yet. Right. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And you guys slept in the car on the way. We did. We took a nap in the car. We were laying down and he said, I like sleeping by someone because, because he had better dreams. Yes. I think that's what he said. And then in the morning he said, or a couple hours later when we got up, he said, I couldn't even sleep. I woke up because you, you kept snoring right at me. And I I guess that didn't really help him have any dreams if he felt he was awake. Correct. But as I don't know because I was asleep and Yeah. I don't sleep very heavy, so as far as I could tell, we were both sleeping, kinda of dozing off and waking up a little to be aware because we were in a different surroundings and Right. And that's kind of a typical kid thing. Like they get an idea in their head of what they will like or will want, but then when it comes time to actually have the thing and experience the reality of the thing, they come up with some unintended consequences of having the thing or consequences of having the thing that they were unaware of. And then they realize that they didn't like it anymore. They still like the idea. Sometimes they do. It depends on the kid. I like the thing, except could you stop being a problem about it? You know, Uh I I like sleeping by someone, but could you stop snoring because I wasn't sleeping? I like eating a whole bowl of candy, but could it not give me a stomach ache? Yes. I like going to the park in the rain, but could it not be so wet? (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Im- impractical yes. things that they would uh, aspire to. Correct. So so that was fun. And you went there and then you get to your sister's house. And your sister's house is a much less structured environment than our house. We have two special needs boys and a princess. And in order to get our home to run smoothly and to get everybody not to punch holes in walls or in their mother's faces, we have significantly... shaking my head because... <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> it reminds me of why we'd have to do these things. Yes, it is. And so we have to have a more structured environment for our kids to be successful. She has high-functioning children who do really well in school and sometimes don't listen, but don't make a big problem about it. Like they don't not listen and tell you to F off. They just kind of don't do what you said for a while until you really insist that they do get in the shower or Which some simple kind of thing. a typical tween and teen response to fairly effective parenting. Yes. You know, they're, they're going to ignore you, but then eventually they're going to do what you ask when you make it clear that you're not going to tolerate not following through. And it doesn't bother them that it might take them a little longer because the kids are ignoring it first because it's not a huge delay that then ends up in a meltdown and a right. fuck everybody type situation that we end up in. Right. So in that less structured environment, he has had some really negative experiences because... In the past, he's had quite a problem with the lack of structure. But this time you were there to help reinforce structure. Yes. And he was already starting on the new med plan. Yes. And so between those two things, his first couple days went really smoothly, which is probably part honeymoon period and part new meds. And by the time he did start to wear out his honeymoon period and start to get a little tired from playing all day with his cousins, his meltdowns were much more minor than they had been and much more manageable than they had been. Yes, they were entirely manageable. He, he started with we were at the pool at the neighbor's house, and he, he started to get up and leave. He was going to go through the house soaking wet and go home to his cousin's house, which was empty because we were all over at the pool. Yes, and someone had done something that he didn't like about not sharing some floaty or some chair or putting something where he wanted to be or, you know, some typical toddler, early elementary school age gripe of, I don't like how this is going. And a bit of his usual type of overreaction to that thing. And when I said to him, no, no, you can't go because I'm over here and I need to be where you are because I need to watch you. I'm supposed to take care of you and I can't take care of you when you're not here. Correct. <laughs> and I, I'm not going over there. So you stay here with me. He sat in the chair and moped. And that was like, okay, this is manageable. You may mope as long as you like. You're not telling anybody to F this and F that and lock my nipples. <laughs> when what their mother can do and something else. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, none Which of is... that. None of that stuff was happening. So that was very nice. I mean, I thought, okay, he seems to be really bothered by something. But there's three kids and they're all going to bother each other a bit at some point. It's going to happen. And they're some ages apart. His older cousin is 13 and the next one is... Like 10 or 11? 11 or 12. And okay. So they're they're going to have these kind of things and yeah so it was it was rather manageable even though he was and he was just tired at that point. Right. They don't go to bed as early and he wakes up anyway. Yes, he is the kind of kid who will wake up at six o'clock no matter what. Seven o'clock doesn't matter how early you sent them to bed. He's going to go and get up and be standing in our door or playing in his room at six or seven a.m. Except on Monday mornings, oddly enough. Yes, oddly enough. <laughs> My sister said, um, and she's a morning person, she gets up and does everything, and by evening she's kind of done with everything. She doesn't want to do more. But even though she's a morning person, she, she even said to me, wow, he's really ready to go in the morning, isn't he? <laughs> I said, yeah, he's full speed ahead immediately. It's true. Yeah, and we were taking a walk. Oh, gosh. We got to a certain, you know, <laughs> few blocks away and his legs were too tired. Oh, yeah. So I said, okay, let's go back. But I took him a different way back that was longer. 
which he didn't notice. Right. But um, that distracted him long enough. They got a slight walk in. And then after that, we took him on the scooter. And his legs were tired the first time. We did that. And then then they weren't. Like he realized, oh, I'm getting used to this. Yeah, that's so good. that was kind of cool that he was noticing he was getting used to it. Yeah, and one time you guys took a walk with the neighbors and he started trying to tell the neighbor what was up. Well, the neighbor likes to tell him. And my sister and I have a tendency to gauge the situation as necessary or unnecessary at that moment. Yes. And mostly unnecessary because it's him <laughs> and he's not really going to do all that much. Right. You know, if we can tell, it's just going to be this kind of flitting around, getting into things, but not long enough to really make a problem out of it. Right. And also, it's difficult to convince him of things. Like, we were um, <laughs> in, in a place that has more venomous snakes than other places that we usually hang out in. Yes. And spiders and scorpions and such. And you don't want to lift up the, like, sprinkler covers and watering covers with your hands and not know if something might be under there. Right. There's no convincing him of this. But the neighbor's husband is on the HOA board. Okay. So he's trying to tell our son not to lift up those things and give him the logical reasons not to do that. But he also has sort of this tone of voice like, and I'm an adult and you need to listen, which really is something that our child is severely adverse to. He's he very reactive to yes. the, I am in charge and you will just follow directions he, yeah, logic. Right away, that just makes him start fighting back. So they would get into an argument about it. And finally, my <laughs> sister said, can we just change the subject? Because I said, look, sooner or later, he might really try to win a Darwin Award. I realize that. But there's no stopping him. So I'm not going to stand here and argue with him. Right. I've told him, hey, there might be a snake or something that bites you and puts venom into your skin. Mm -hmm. And it will be very painful and we will have to go to the hospital. And he'll say, no, it won't. And I'll say, okay, well. Good luck. <laughs> I That's what I said. Mm -hmm. Now, he might believe his uncle, but his uncle has a way of persuading that is not do this because I told you. Mm -hmm. And also kind of can read the kid a bit and try to work his way he, into the kid's logic. His uncle was that kind of kid. Yes. <laughs> his uncle totally was that he kind of kid. He still is. He still is that kind of kid. <laughs> yeah. So his uncle has the, the inside edge and the, dude, I know where you're coming from, but really, let me tell you. Yeah. So he, he might say to our kid, so here's a better way to do that. Yeah. And then the kid's sold on it. Like, yeah, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. You know? That's great. And so, I mean, just like any other three-year-old or so, you can't just tell them not to. You have to give them a different option. And so that's what his uncle will do. And that works quite well. Correct. Yeah. We're going to use a stick. Let's find one. Right. And by then they're finding a stick and they forgot that they were doing this other thing because his uncle is also that kid. Yes. <laughs> they forgot what he was doing <laughs> or got busy with something else. Right. So anyhow, it, it works well. Oh, hey, we found a stick. Hey, let's turn this into a walking stick. This is a nice big one. Let's do this and this, too. Yeah. And he always makes it sound like a good idea. <laughs> Exciting. Interesting. He doesn't yeah. make it sound like a good idea. He makes it sound like a fun idea. Right. A fun idea. <laughs> the, the more, Excitement. The less it sounds like a good idea, the more our child will be into it. <laughs> True. And, and and probably his uncle, too. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. My sister and I are just too cautious. Right. So we're kind of like, eh, 
not as cautious as, as our daughter is where she'll stand back and watch him. I've seen her even move back mm-hmm. when our son's about to do something. Mm-hmm. She might stand back a little like, I want to mm-hmm. see what's going on, but I'm going to move out of the way. That does happen. Yeah. And you can tell my sister has two boys because she doesn't get overly excited or jump in or anything. She's kind of like, well, I guess you'll find out if that works or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know the the quickest route to the hospital. I'm okay. Yeah, and I did ask her at one point. I said, so where are the hospitals nearby? And I pulled them up on the map mm-hmm. and saw where the closest one was. And right. I said, okay. And she could direct me there. Although she couldn't direct herself to the park that you went to. <laughs> no, I sent her a map. <laughs> I sent her a map. And she, she asked where you guys were at because she had to pick up the oldest boy for some school thing. Well, that was a nice thing. While I was at my sister's, I was getting up early in the morning and taking a walk. And they're more like at sea level and, and we're not. And so it was easy to take a walk and everything was rather flat around where she was. You have to go somewhere if you want to, you know, go to a hill. It's not impossible, but right. it's not... Like, if we walk up the street at our house, we're walking up the street. Literally. Not in yes. one dire- just in one direction or the other. We are Elevation is increasing. So I was taking walks, and I took a walk in the morning, and then I took a walk with her and the neighbor. And then in the evening, the boys wanted to go to the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, we can go to the park. And they were all excited. So we they get on skateboards and scooters, and the younger of the two nephews wants to go to a certain park. And I say, okay. Where is it? Should I drive there? Or I wished I I had pumped up the bike tires. I did that the next day because it was far and I was jogging behind them as they were skating. But the older nephew is kind of responsible. And so he'd stop every once in a while and he'd just stand there and play with the skateboard. And as he's standing there playing with the skateboard and doing things, the other two would stop and do things. And then I would catch up and then they would go again. So this park was also a couple miles from their house. And it was in a direction my sister doesn't usually go to because it was a new park. It had some kind of exercise equipment that my nephew was like, oh, this cool park has exercise stuff. None of which the kids went on. So I did because it was really cool. They had uh, like a bench press and stuff like that that you used your body weight. But my sister hadn't been there. So I sent her a map and she has this app where she could see me on it. But she she's like, uh, she still didn't know where that was. So I like sent her the printed directions. And, and then I sent them. Eventually, I just sent my nephew who fully understood that, you know, was used to this issue. I could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just go meet her. His plan already was I'll go meet her at the bridge because she knows where that is. And so yes. he went there and met her. <laughs> And then I sent her a map from the high school where she was dropping him off at football practice uh-huh. over to where we were. And by that time, we were walking back because the two boys needed water. They didn't bring water. Uh. So she she was driving, but she she was bringing water the first time when she couldn't find us. Right. And then the second time, she found us as we're walking back. Yes. And it was great because she puts them, they get in the car because they want water. And I say to her, darn, I was just going to get another couple miles in. And she said, go ahead. It'll be nice and quiet. Yes. And I said, got it. And I <laughs> closed the door and left her with the kids. Yes. That was great. Because they entertain each other. And, and when there's just two of them, especially, mm-hmm. they entertain each other. But she pointed out that for the younger, her younger son, it was good to have his younger cousin there because he was still into exploring and looking for bugs and things. And his brother, who's turning 14, is, yeah, okay, not right now. I'm going to play on my screen. Right. Although they did play on screens while they were there. And I kept getting these app requests for games that had ESRB ratings of like 12 plus or 17 plus and 
Like I would text you and say, why is he downloading like 20 different games? And you said that even his cousin said. His younger cousin said, dude, why do you need another game? Why don't you just play the one you have? No, enough and then is never he was enough like, for this kid. He looked at him like, like he had heard that somewhere before, probably from us, right? Yeah. But he was looking at him like, but he's my cousin and he's saying that. Oh, okay. This is the thing that other people do, not just adults. Like real people. Not yeah. just adults. <laughs> yeah, real people. <laughs> so, um, and I, I had let him have a few extra games on the way down because we were stuck in the car. Yeah. I said, you can have uh, two extra games for the trip because he he sees a game and he wants to play it, but he's not really capable of it because he can't really read it. Yeah. And, um, he's getting better at reading, but there are sometimes a lot of games where they only give you a certain amount of time to read the instructions or there are some bigger words... Or there are instructions along the way, and he's not good at that. Right. He doesn't want to read them. I know he gets that from me. <laughs> and uh, There's words? Let me just poke buttons and see if I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. He actually told me that once. I said, dude, this game has instructions. You have to be able to read it. That's why it says uh, eight and up. I know you're eight, but it says eight and up because it has a lot of words in this game, honest. And he's like, no, nah, I can just push the buttons and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was looking for a game that his cousin had, and then he found, you know, was finding other things. And the requests were coming to you, or I would have just squashed them on my end. But I, I had texted you and said, look, I don't know why these aren't coming to my phone. They're going to yours. But right. So then you and I had to communicate about, he may have this game, mm-hmm. not those games. Right. And then I would explain that to him. He did have a fair amount of off and on screen time, and they would also have screens, but they're not good at just sitting in front of the screen. The The older one is slightly better at it, but he does kind of like our teenager and just brings the screen with him. Right. The younger one is... Still distractible and doesn't like to sit still. He's not... He doesn't... That's not interesting to him. He wants to do something. Right. You know, after a little while. But by the time they're tired, like in the evening, they might sit down and watch a show. Right. So uh, I would just let them at that point because they needed downtime in between and they would sit down if they were playing with a screen and often they would interact with the screen together. They'd get the iPad and the boys would sit there and say, do this, do that. And, and they'd, they'd play collaboratively yeah, on one screen. Yeah. yeah. So that was okay too. That's good. So he, he had some of it and, and then he also had a little bit of it when they were at school because that's when he would sit down. He's not good at sitting down otherwise. Correct. And, he did sit down one other time. Oh? We, we took him to a ball game. We, we had some seats on the grass, and he uh, sat down, and then I took a walk, and when I came back, my sister said, um, he wants some of that chicken. And I said, where'd you get it? And she said, well, he asked those people, and they said they got it over there. And she's looking at me like, why does he talk to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, he just does that. He, he does. He, do, he does that. He's a very extroverted child, but he's fairly charming, so it's generally not terribly off-putting yeah. to the random strangers. It's not. He's very friendly about it. Hey, how you doing? Where'd you get that chicken? That looks good. Over there? That way? Yes. You know, I like your hat or your shirt. or I mean, and he's sincere about it, you know. Yes, he is. Because if he, he doesn't, he'd be like, that's a terrible hat. Yes. <laughs> Why are you wearing that? But, but he's not, so. Yes, and I think his being charming is probably this kid's saving grace because... Yeah, it's good idea. Everybody likes him. They do. Even when they are completely fed up with him. So. Yeah, they do like him. So that's good. It is good. And then... I went and took him to get some chicken, but the chicken line was so long. And that was not in my patience or his. So I said, hey, the burrito line is short. And he, so he's like, yeah. 
Yeah. And then we sit down, he complains to me, it doesn't taste like, you know, a fast food burrito. And I was no, like, No, it's Look, a real burrito. Man, eat your $7 burrito and shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Right. So uh, uh, it let him have cotton candy, but he didn't really get to eat it because he didn't finish the burrito. Aww. And then he promptly fell asleep. That, that's what he does. So he, he didn't eat much or sleep much until we sat down. And once we sat down and, and he realized part of the excursion was people were sitting around eating, he got hungry. And once he ate, he conked out. Which is not uncommon for this child. He's kind of the kid who goes and goes and goes and goes until he doesn't anymore. Yes. And so... He took a nice long nap at the ball game. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he was good not going and not going for 11 hours in the car to get there and to get back. Well, what I did on the way back was I planned it so it would be an easier drive because it was a holiday. Yes. And... I let him stay up late with his older cousin playing games, video games. And the older cousin on a Saturday night is going to stay up till probably two in the morning. Yep. And I didn't care because I had a kid that I had to contain in the car all the next day. And then the way I packed the car was he couldn't lay his seat down because usually the seat in the back will lay down. Mm-hmm. But I made it so you could, you could lean it back, but you couldn't lay it down. That's good. And my plan there was you can rest in the car all day, but I want you to want to lay down when you get home. That's good. So we did it. And then you had to go back to work, but I still had a few more days of break after you guys got back. Yes. And then the other two kids came home from their dad's house. And then we started up with the power struggles again, which I don't know how much of that is due to the fact that, again, the the honeymoon period was over with the new meds and he was starting to get back into some of his old habits or whether it was that he just had issues with me because he just does. He has issues with you, but you, you forgot a, a factor is we are short one pointy headed creature now. Ah, uh, yes, and, yes. And we lost a dog the day you the day after you came back? Yes. I had to take the dog and have him put down his, his kidneys were failing. Yes. And he was not well. He was not. He had lost half of his body weight in the past year. In the last few months. Yeah. And we talked to the kids about it ahead of time. And the kids know that he's been declining for a while. He's, he was very old. But our number two child, he, um, he was quite insistent that the dog would be fine. And the dog wasn't fine. And so when I came back without a dog, he did a lot of macho posturing around his feelings about the dog and then acted out a lot. So I think that had a lot to do with it too. Yeah. So he had a few things going against him. You know, he he suddenly had more people. There's a pattern of an interaction with those particular people in his household. And he was very sad about losing his, his dog that... The dog was very good with him. Yes, very the good. other dogs would get fed up with him and just go away. But this dog was just chill about everything and anyone. Yes, and it would just lay there by him and yep. he had a companion and his dog is not. So, also so, I took up his mom's weekend by, by coming back on that weekend. But after driving for, you know, a day and a half. Right. So, and that was fine with her. But I'm yeah. sure that affected him because, you know, he likes some time with his mommy. He does. And it's relaxing for him because there are no other children with whom he feels that he is in competition. Even though the other children only rarely intentionally make it a competition, they do on occasion, but more often it's his macho posturing thing that he's going to make a competition with the other children. He has nobody to try to compete with. At the other house. No. And his mom is very chill about things and doesn't need as many rules because she's only managing one child for a short period of time. And Correct. And she has a different style. She does. So, 
But then he, he went there for a day and then he came home and the other kids were home and he decided he wasn't going to do the thing he was told, which I don't even remember what the thing he was told was anymore, but he decided that he was going to go to his room for his timeout, which was very good that he went to his room for his timeout. Mm-hmm. And then he would give himself a nosebleed. Oh God, I forgot. <laughs> oh my God. I have to go to the store and get ammonia. Yes, I've been looking for it and I can't find just ammonia. I can find ammonia glass cleaner, but I can't find just ammonia. There is. It's, I know. it's there. It's somewhere. I know. I just haven't seen it at the stores I have gone to. But yes, he, he decides that he's going to get this nosebleed. And instead of calling out to me in the other room, Mom, may I please go blow my nose? Or Mom, I'm having an emergency. Or no. Using the Kleenex that's in his room. How about there that There is idea? Kleenex in his room, even though when you walked in there, he tried to tell you it wasn't. And you looked right at it. And he looked okay. right at it. As he's telling me it's not there, he's leaning over and looking up at where it usually is to see if it's there. And it was. And he goes, oh. <laughs> So there's still a big mess. We got most of it cleaned up around the house, but... The the teenager oh, gosh. is doing his chores and comes past his room and then down the stairs and comes to me and says, you might want to check on child number two. It's looking awfully red in there. <laughs> because this is the <laughs> autistic way to explain things. And I'm thinking, oh, he got into, you know, one of his markers or no, something and he's making a mess with it and I'll have to deal I'd with think. him later. That's and not what I'd think. So I go up there and I check in on him and he has blood smeared all over his body. Like he has been taking it out of his nose and rubbing it on his arms and legs and clothes and... Swirling around the room, apparently. S- yes, he took his time out. He's supposed to sit on a chair, but he has a, swir- a twirly chair. A spinny chair, a rolly chair. He's not chair. supposed to sit on that one. He's for not time supposed out. to sit on that one for timeouts, but he decided that he was going to sit there. And generally, if he's not making any other problems, I don't make a fuss about it. This time, he made another problem because he started to spin and make a circular pattern of his blood on the carpet. I think this is just more indication of his issue over the dog's death. I, I think so too. But now we have a blood stain on the carpet. Yes, Which and is I part didn't of a song, think it would now be. It's like trying to figure out what song that is in my brain, but that's anyway, because you're a music teacher. Yeah. I, anyway, you don't have to tell me what the song was, by the way. Okay, I Thank won't. You. It'll get stuck in your head too. <laughs> I don't need it. Yes. Continue. I didn't think blood would be that hard to get out because it's not like on clothes or something, but carpet's another issue. So the carpet is all like synthetic fibers, and generally synthetic fibers don't hold on to blood stains. Apparently, they do, according to how many the ways there are to get it out of carpet on your Google search. So now we're back to school. Yes, back to school. Back to school, which means that the new hiring process will start soon, and I'm hoping to get back into a high school, which I've mentioned probably the last every three years. Yes. <laughs> every year. Every year. It's what it is. But this time you have some math to your advantage. Yes, I do. Math teachers are in much more demand than choir and band teachers. So, was that it? Yeah, I better leave time to go to the store. Yeah. And get the ammonia. Yeah, he needs to see you cleaning that up when you. When he comes home, he needs to see that he has made a problem for you by doing that. He won't care that he made a problem for me or Oh, he else. will be perfectly happy if he made a problem for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys have that, that little power struggle thing because you do get more insistent with your voice and, and uh, he fights against that more. I have the teacher voice and I have always had the teacher voice. Way before I was ever a teacher, way before I was ever a parent, I had the teacher voice because I was directing choirs and leading bands before I ever became a teacher. I was leading the church choir and I've always had the leader voice. 
He doesn't like it. He does not like leader voice. He doesn't want to be told. Maybe I'll sing him some leader. <laughs> German art songs, never mind. You you could try some other voices and see. I think. I, I think I could, and I have tried, but in general, they don't come off much better because he senses the inauthenticity. Yes. Like, he can tell I'm trying to do something. <laughs> And he finds it manipulative and will push against it. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. But is that it? That's probably it. Okay. All right. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. But the big agenda was, um, I don't, I started to say, and then I thought I probably should say, because you say I'll jump ahead. So I don't want to do that. No, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead and say. Okay. But he did get new meds. Yes. And as they they changed the meds. Sorry. Okay. Continue. I would, but I don't know what I was going to say. Yes, and as they were. That's what you said was yes. I'm sure I did. (laughs) What what were we saying before that? um, The behavior plan. Oh. If you're going to lean back, I'm going to move this closer to you. And that's okay. I just need to move it. Right. Are you going to sit up or are you going to lean back? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to scoot back then. Okay. So that we're even. All right. Now, oh, that looked effective. You're smiling now. I like that. <laughs> I didn't feel like smiling. I don't feel like parenting yet, and it's almost time for parenting. And it I'm is tired. almost time for parenting. That's why we're doing this now because we can't do it later. Yes, Bob, I'm sorry. Bob brought us a pig. Bob brought us a pig. Bob likes the pig. He does. I so, took away his squeakies because we're using a microphone. So he brought us a pig. Yes. Anyway. Ha, 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 ha.